everyone, and welcome to the Child of the Library podcast, where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Guys, this is a very exciting episode today because I'm not alone. For the first time on my episode, I'm actually not alone because right here we've got the first official guest on my podcast, who is Randy from the podcast Random Top 5 who's joining us all the way from California. Randy, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, that's right. Uh, my name is Randy California, actually. Funny, funny you should say my podcast name, Randy California. And I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, you know, get back into books. You know what I mean? And also to be a guest. I love being a guest on podcasts. And and, and we're going to international. This is, this is amazing. I mean, this is... Uh, Uh, this is a highlight for sure of uh, 2021. Definitely, definitely. Especially when you can't really travel. This is great experience. Yeah. And because for everyone who might be interested, we actually have already recorded the other collaboration over on Randy's podcast. And because right now mm -hmm. we, we didn't really know each other before we did this collaboration, but we got to know each other actually pretty well over that other episode. It's very funny. So for everyone who wants to listen to that, get to know Randy a little bit better, definitely go check out his podcast and potentially also the episode where I'm on. And yeah, let's... Let's dive into the thing. What are we doing today with Randy? As he already said, he wants to get a bit more into reading. And as everyone knows, my podcast is about bookish content. So he contacted me actually because he was listening to one of my episodes on how to get back into reading when you had a longer break. And to be very clear, I was so excited because I was like, whoa, apparently my content really... Yo, some people really thought about the content, so this was super exciting. When that's right, it reached California. <laughs> so when you contacted me, like this was super surreal for me. So yeah, what what are we going to do today? What I really want to try to understand is what your usual day looks like, because what I find what really hinders people a lot is that they think that reading is something that they cannot incorporate in their day because we are all pretty busy i mean most of us have jobs full-time jobs that keep us very busy we've got like social appointments and everything that goes around with that so yeah we we are busy definitely so reading fitting reading into your life is hard i, I really have to admit it it's a habit that you have to consciously develop but if you want to make reading a priority There are definitely ways that you can put it in your life. So I think for the first part, I think it would be great if you could just give us a little outline what your usual day looks like. Maybe in 2021, when we are partially in lockdown because of the global pandemic and everything that is going around with that. And then also because, you know, we want this, we want this podcast to be sure. sustaining you throughout the next years you and shape you into the reader that you want to become so um yeah <laughs> maybe you can also yes yeah maybe if you want to you can also share what your life was before lockdowns and stuff happened so potentially when everything goes back to normal we can find other ways how you can incorporate reading on top of what we think about when we are mostly at home yes okay so i i have two interest um, there are two interests that i'm passionate about and one's comedy and the other one is just kind of like you know my personal hobbies like reading reading comics that kind of thing you know 
um, and watching watching TV shows, watching movies. Um, so those those are the two big ones. And before before the pandemic, I was taking improv classes, and I met all these cool people. And you know, we I would go out, you know, learn how to do improv, do you know scenes together. Uh, pretty much just play as adults with other people, with other adults, and it was fun. We did shows after the classes, and I kind of saw myself doing, um, you know, more of that. I mean, performing wise later, but then the pandemic happened. Um, I also did a little bit of stand up too. I, I had some stand up bits where I would just tell jokes, and that did continue a little bit onto Zoom for a little while, but. Uh, I, then I started doing more podcasts and that was kind of more fun for me because I got to see my friends again and you know talk to them and, and do all that do the podcast together um, the podcast I did with you that was a that, that is technically my third one the first one was about high school experiences and then the second one was about uh, fitness a com- it was a, a comedy fitness one and it was very funny because I ended up gaining weight on that one. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, but I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But you know, it's it, it, it's it's good and bad. Um, bad for the fitness part, but also good because I got to you know reconnect with a lot of friends. So right now, a lot of my day is um, I, I work from home, so everything's at home now. Yeah, I watch a couple TV shows every day. Oh, uh, WandaVision, obviously. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if WandaVision's big out there in uh, in Germany, but yeah, I was watching that when it was going. And I read, I've been reading this um, this Korean comic called so- Solo Leveling. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, uh, actually but not. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. What is it about? Oh, it's about this guy who um, he's weak. And then he he encounters this like uh, he gets locked in this dungeon uh, game, and apparently he's the only one. Oh, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but um, well, I'll just say he gets stronger, and the the story is kind of revolved around him getting stronger and what kind of person he becomes uh, with uh, with his new powers. So it's a kind of like a supernatural, uh, well paced comic. Okay, and that sounds actually very fun. I have not yet. Not yet, I say that specifically. Talked about comics, graphic novels, and manga a lot. But I, I also am a manga fan. I, I have to admit, I don't read that much manga and graphic novels because of all the other books that I actually read. But this is definitely something mm-hmm. that I love too. So, and maybe a little spoiler. I've got something prepared from that genre for oh, later. Oh, yeah. wow. I cannot wait. That's uh, This is so exciting. Because I do want to, you know, switch to, the, you know, the other side a little bit. Because uh, I, I feel like I'm a lot on the graphics part. And I would love to see, you know, because I do remember reading in the past, like Harry Potter or something. I would just have the scenes kind of play out in my mind, you know. So this might be cool um, to check out some of these recommendations. And one last thing before, I I am part of a writing group. I have a couple writing groups that I'm a part of on Zoom. So, oh, maybe you want to join those in the future too. You're more than more than welcome to check those out because um, it's for Ooh. everybody. I just found it through Meetup, and uh, they, they they just it's just it's just time for people to introduce yourself and then you like spend most of the time writing something. So, um, I am interested in writing too. So maybe that's uh, something. And they say you have to read to write, you know? That's a big thing. Yeah. (laughs) And that's very cool that you mentioned that because this was actually also... Like, when you're into writing automatically, you're not 
and this might sound weird on this podcast, but you're not appalled to see words on the page. So uh, yeah, when you are interested in writing, this is definitely a super good basis for reading. So, and like a little information <laughs> for everyone, because we already did the collaboration um, on Randy's podcast now for like the last hour and a half. <laughs> and we actually realized that there's a lot of things where like we have the same opinions or where we think in the same direction and weirdly like I, I swear we did not know each other before we did this collab he just sent me like I don't know five prompts or something that I can use to base my book recommendations on but talking about mm -hmm. what we did talk about in his podcast there were so many things where I was like oh my god I'm I'm really really hope that Randy likes my recommendations because this is really hitting the mark for one of my recommendations. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So I really hope that you like them. You already said in the other podcast that uh, you want to read them all, which is very ambitious <laughs> because some of them actually are series. I didn't tell you that before. So maybe you, <laughs> you committed before you knew the whole package. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. There's no uh, fine print. Okay. <laughs> But I, I think yeah. there will definitely be some that uh, you will enjoy. And if you are inviting me to the writing class, um, I think that I can also invite you to a like read along co-reading project maybe so if you've got because some of the books that i will recommend later i have already read but some i have not and when i did my research on what i can recommend to randy i was like wow these books sound so good i really want to read them too so if you want to read a book together and then potentially talk about what we thought about it because i've got like another book club with my friends and we talk about it like not online it's just for us because we also talk about a lot of like private stuff but if you ever like want to talk about a book that you really enjoyed from that list sure just contact me again because i think it would be really fun to talk with someone yeah. who has not read that much from for example that genre so yeah Wow, I can't wait. And like I said, I, I said on my podcast, I can't wait and I can't wait right now, even though it's we're getting so close to the recommendations. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So uh, maybe like a few things up front, because I, I, what I said before, I think it is really important that before you find the right books, of course, if you've got the right book, you want to read it all the time. So probably you will make time for the right book when it's in your hands. But what happens when you want to really make reading a habit is that you have to think, when can I incorporate it best in my life so that it does not hinder me to do the things that I have to do, but that gives me enough time to actually like really develop this hobby. Because reading books takes a while. I mean, of course, it depends on how big the books are that you consume but if you for example compare it to watching a movie this is like usually done within two to three hours basically reading the book about the movie will probably take you much longer so this is a huge time commitment for most people and this is also why it might sound a little daunting to a lot of people but i love that randy is super ambitious and super wants to get into this so i think this is a very good basis and he already mentioned to me before that he also listens to audiobooks or listened to audiobooks in the past and this is actually a tip that i give everyone i know that a lot of people might think yeah you know when i'm doing something where i have to use my brain and listen to this i'm i'm not really listening you know i, I don't really consume the story and the secret is really 
and this might sound funny, you have to choose the right mindless tasks to do while you listen to an audiobook. Oh. This might be very individual. It could be like for me, because I've got not a classic office job because I work in advertising, but I work a lot with the computer. So what happens is that sometimes you have to do copy and paste within an Excel, which is really not taking that much brain power, to be honest. So this is one of the key moments where I'm like listening to a podcast or where I'm listening to an audiobook. Because when you do basically the same motion multiple times, you can still focus on the words that are spoken to you. So I do this, for example, when I've got a mindless task, when, for example, I am cleaning, which is very recommendable <laughs> if you do that by cleaning. Also, if you do, I, I know that the US is very much bigger than Germany. <laughs> so when you are doing road trips, you are really usually doing that for a longer period of time. So I can definitely recommend checking out audiobooks there because it actually is very rewarding when you do an extended travel. And at the end, you know that you've actually read a book while driving. <laughs> I mean, of course, for yeah. some people, it might be too distracting. But if it's like a funny story, you know, that's also maybe positively distracting you from how long it takes to get from point A to point B, this can actually really pass your time. And at the end, like I said, it's super rewarding because then you can check another book off your list. And there are actually some audiobooks that I think that they put so much care into developing this. I've got another one that I will recommend to you later, but sometimes they really not make it audiobooks per se, but they really make it audio plays where you've got a full cast of characters and different speakers, and they sometimes even have got sound effects. So this really ties in very well with when you like to watch series, of course, what plays into this is the visual and of course the audio factors like, for example, these effects that make it more, more come alive per se. And for audiobooks, when they do that, I really, really love it because it totally transports you into that world. So mindless tasks for audiobooks, great recommendation. Mm -hmm. Then the other thing is try not to read too much in one go yeah. because it can become daunting. When you've got the feeling, okay, this is a book where I can just consume 10 to 15 pages, there's totally no shame in that. If reading 10 to 15 pages, I don't know, maybe in the morning, 10 to 15 pages, how long will it take someone? I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes maybe? And yeah, it, these 20, 30 minutes, if you've got the potential to do this either in the afternoon that you put your phone away for 30 minutes and don't look at your phone before you go to sleep, which is actually also better for your body, and you just read something, and this automatically can either put you to sleep or, which also sometimes happens when you are an extensive reader, it can keep you up at night, which is not something that I recommend on a workday which has happened <laughs> to me at least. So, but, but yeah, when you start with those 10 to 15 pages, it can really help you develop that habit that I was talking about. Because as I said, it's a big time commitment, but 10 to 15 pages, it might not sound much, but in the end, it will also get you to the end of the book. That's a good tip. It really helped me at the beginning because in one of my podcast episodes, or maybe in several, <laughs> I say that when I was in high school, because we had so much required reading to do because we had stuff in German, we had stuff in French, we had stuff in English. So it was all overwhelming. And there were a lot of books that were not good. 
I'm being very honest here. They were not good. There are definitely better ones out there. Oh, so you yeah. were really like you were trotting through this and it, it was very exhausting. So I never really had the power to do a lot of reading on the side. I always had friends who could do that and I so admire that for them for doing this. But yeah, for, for me, it was really I needed to rebuild that habit after high school. And those 10 to 15 pages a day, they really helped me for the start. And of course, it got it got longer. I adapted this to my to my daily routine when I knew, okay, here I have an hour. I would try to set this hour aside for reading. And and this is maybe I did the claimer that I have to do. Because back then, when I got back into reading, which was the time of 2013, which also correlated with China, phones were not the biggest thing in the world. And I know there's a lot of people out there who cannot imagine that the smartphone is not mm -hmm. the big epicenter of your life. But back in 2013, and Randy, I know you can probably remember. <laughs> yeah, a smartphone... Like it was there, maybe in 2013, you already had a smartphone, but it was not a common thing. So you did not spend so much time on your phone. You actually had to do other things to keep you occupied. So this was a great time for me because back then I had an e-reader and I could just download all sorts of English books that I wanted to read, or I could have also downloaded German ones, but I, because I was already in an international setting, I was like, no, I want to read something international. Because, you know, what other reason is there to learn this language for like 11 years in school <laughs> other than reading it? And really like, you know, trying to nourish the language that you've taken so many hours to build up. So yeah, reading definitely took a very great part in that. But back then it was easier to get to the head. And I'm very honest right now because smartphones take over such a big part of our lives i can totally see why it's harder than back then yeah but i think if you try to like it can only be 10 15 minutes maybe it doesn't even have to be pages just a few minutes before you go to bed where you just set your alarm clock for the next day you put the phone away charge it at the other end of the room. I don't know, put it away. <laughs> and then you just take the time and read and then close the book and then it's fine. But you will always have that satisfaction that the last thing you did was not to look at your phone. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that overall this can also help you to develop that habit because at least for me and maybe Randy, if you try this and you can give me feedback whether this also worked for you, But it really helps and makes you feel better for what you achieved, so to say, of the day. Because the last things that you do, they really like leave a certain feeling for the day. So definitely can recommend that. Mm -hmm. That's really good because right now I'm at, at night, I'm reading, you know, the comics on my phone. So I don't know if that's counting towards, you know, being on the phone or if that's counting towards reading. But um Yeah, it, I think it's different when you have a physical book in your hands, too. So, um, And some of these books I might read on the phone. Do you recommend, you know, <laughs> that, is, that, is that something you don't recommend? or you know? That is actually like, this is the only loophole that I leave for everyone. <laughs> I heard this someone else say, and I think it... Yeah, I think it's maybe like when you when you are an extensive reader, it's more of a prestige thing. For example, if you are on the subway and people see you read a book, they could, they could think, I mean, nobody is thinking that, but you know, you can say to yourself, when they look at me, they're like, oh, they are reading a book. 
he must be very intellectual. Nobody's thinking that, but just for yourself, you know, for your own self-esteem. But when you're on your phone and you're yeah. reading, I mean, you're totally reading. That counts as reading. Really, it, it, it totally counts. But people could think like, oh, yeah, it's just another one of those people who's playing on the phone when they're on the subway. But in fact, you're reading. So when you are quite an extensive reader, you start to, yeah. to think, to make about these choices. Like, do I have to use my phone? And, and this is actually, it, it's tying perfectly. Randy, is, it was meant to be because it is tying perfectly into the next point, which is getting an e-reader app. Because like I said, the only loophole, because when you're on the go, to be honest, most of the times we don't have a book with you. Especially like, I don't know if you're a man handbag type of guy. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, there are bags for men, I, but... Right, I'm... <laughs> Sure. I'm not. And I, I I know some people who are uh, who have the man bags and also a fanny pack. The fanny pack is coming back. Uh, just not for me personally. <laughs> I, I, I just have uh, especially now. I mean, I'm not really going anywhere, but who knows? Maybe I will have a, a fanny pack in the future. Uh, who knows? OK, so let's just think about the fanny pack for a second. Because for us women, we usually have like a handbag and it is possible to put a book in there if you really want to take a physical book with you. But if you just have a tiny bag, like any bag or no bag at all, which is also a popular choice for men, it is hard to like just take a book if it's not practical. So when you want to read, for example, when you've got like a short 10 minutes in your lunch break or if you, I don't know, are waiting at the bus stop or waiting for someone to join a meeting on Zoom, I don't know, whatever. You can use your phone and the e-reader app on there to just quickly dive back into reading and to find those little 10 to 15 minute slots that you have throughout the day that you can use to read. And when it's super easy, because when we're really honest, we always gravitate towards our phones. We have them in our hands all the time. And what really has helped me is that I deprioritize the apps that are on my first screen when I open the phone. So I realized that when the first one is, for example, Instagram, Facebook, and all those social medias, automatically when I see like the little, you've got a message one at the corner of the app sign, I always click on it. It's, I mean, that's what we do with those smartphones. But if you put them on the second tab and the first one that you have is one of those e-reader apps, it could potentially mean that you switch to hitting that one more and to dive more into the story for 10 to 15 minutes rather than mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, how we tend to do. So this has really helped me. This really, really has helped me. Especially also for audiobooks. Because then you don't go mindlessly scrolling through, I don't know, stories or Instagram reels or something like that. But you rather tune into a story or a podcast, for example. Yes. And also maybe one last recommendation, which is, I think it is possible internationally, but I know especially in the US that this is possible. There is this service called Libby. Because when you have got the e-reader app, it's not like for free. You have to buy the books, the e-books to be on the e-reader app. But what you can do with those library apps from Libby, for example, in the US, is that you 
just get a library card. And then mm -hmm. on the app, you can download whatever is in store there. You can have the audiobooks, you can have the ebooks. And there are also like a lot of new releases. This is something that, especially when you are in Germany, <laughs> And of course, the German market is catered towards German readers. So for me, it, it's not like the biggest option because they don't have the newest English releases that I tend to read from time to time. But when you are living in the US to get one of these apps, it mustn't mm -hmm. be Libby. It could also be another one. But just to support your library while at the same time having reading material for free, you just have to have a library card of some sort. And I think because of COVID, you can get them online. You don't have to go there, sign a form, etc. You can just do that online. So it's very, very easy and very smooth to get this and to really have this whole world of content open yes. for you, which I find really, really great and, you and know, can definitely recommend. Absolutely. And I'm very proud to say I am a member of multiple libraries out here and I, I'm, I'm taking, well, I guess I'm not taking advantage of it now, but I, I will be taking advantage of it after this episode. Um, we've got Hoopla and Hoopla has, they have comics too, actually. I haven't um, gone back, but they have a lot of books and I think OneDrive had some too. But Libby is pro I think Libby is the new overdrive, I mean, for, for checking out books from the library. So I'm very surprised you knew about that. I thought this was going to be a huge reveal on my part. But look, of course you would know about, the, you know, all the ways you can read in, in even America. So, wow, great, <laughs> great research. <laughs> I really did my research on that one. The thing is, like, yeah. when you, because what I want to do here is like a coaching session. So, I mean, of course, I could recommend you stuff from Germany, but to be honest, it's super irrelevant for you. So, <laughs> I really did my research on that one. And the last thing I have is what, what I really started to enjoy, because I'm working from home too, pretty much full time, is that when I've got my lunch break is that I like to take a walk. Of course, when you've got just like 30 to maybe an hour that you can spend on your lunch break the area that you can cover within that time on multiple days is very limited but you can really spice it up if you listen to an audiobook while you do that because i've to be honest over the past months of staying at home <laughs> i have trotted through my neighborhood several times and the streets are always the same the dogs that bark at you are always the same. <laughs> but when you've got an audiobook that can sort of distract you enough to sort of forget the whole lockdown situation and everything, but not distract you too much so that you are a liability for traffic, etc. Like for me, it was great because I listened to so many audiobooks, especially in February, because I did a lot of walks in that time. And I, I think I listened to five audiobooks or something just on my lunch break, which is crazy. Wow. So we have talked a lot about how you can incorporate reading more in your life. I hope there were some tips that were usable for you. We, maybe you can give me an update. I, I think like maybe in two, three weeks, if some of those recommendations stuck. Yeah, I, I think that would be that would be really good. Yeah, let's and let's, let's see how. Let, yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll give yeah, an update. Yeah, de definitely. Yeah. Let's see how good I and am. And if you at want, this. I can even record an audio thing. <laughs> yeah, 
Sure. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Then I can put that in the podcast and be like, see, I told you. Yeah. Maybe I'm good at this. I'm not sure at this point, yeah. but we will see. Like from the feeling that I got from like an hour ago when you were talking about other stuff on the other podcast. Like I said, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we are actually coming to that part. The book recommendations, the, the one part that you really have been looking forward to. So I will just repeat the prompts that I got from you up front because we did not know each other. I needed something, people, you know, <laughs> I needed something right. to yes. paste my recommendations on. Since that time, things might have changed too, you know, so it's, uh, you know, things are always changing now. But uh, I think pretty much because I'm not really sure what I wrote right now off the top of my head. But when I hear it back, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to tell you if I'm still that person or not. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I think you probably still are, but I will tell everyone what you wrote me. So you said that you like science fiction movies and TV shows. I think this is still relevant. I sure hope so. I based that's, so much on this that's one. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Then that you like comedies. You also said that this is still the case. Mm-hmm. And it totally makes sense given your podcast's overall theme. And... Just like for everyone out there, what we are enjoying at the moment very much is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know. Have you have you watched that show? Wait, you mean in Germany? Is that a big... I, I don't know if it's like super big in Germany, but we watch it in English anyway for, you know, authenticity because it's set in New York, so it would be weird to watch it in German. Did I did I say that specifically, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in my... No, 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 you said The Office. Wow. But because you, yeah. yeah. That's crazy because I just started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine to finish it because I watched it up to like the last season and I just finished it recently so it's very funny or very, what a coincidence that you brought it up because I, I was like wait I didn't, I didn't I didn't think I wrote that you know so wow <laughs> okay yeah well we people we've had this moment several times throughout this evening so. <laughs> <laughs> this collaboration really was meant to be it's it's insane so okay we can do Brooklyn Nine-Nine mentally we also have The Office which you mentioned then you also said that you're currently watching WandaVision. Personally, I have not seen it. We can yep. see it in Germany, but I personally have not. But I am a big fan of the Marvel movies that have come out so far. So I'm I'm not totally a novice on, on that whole topic. I just... That's great to hear. <laughs> That's great to hear. Then what is the other one? Ah, yeah. You love traveling, which we have covered plenty in your other episode. <laughs> and the destinations that you wanted to go mm -hmm. to are totally opposite and i love the combo because it was so random <laughs> because you said you wanted to go to australia and switzerland uh-huh <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I, I, maybe i can do this as a little as a little preface switzerland was hard <laughs> But we will get into that one later. So, and the last one I think that you sent me was that the biggest book series you ever read was Harry Potter. So this is a good amount of pages. Everyone who's read Harry Potter, either from back to back at some point or over the years as the books came out, knows that it's a lot of pages. So I know I can definitely work with that because you're not totally appalled by my series per se, but maybe also like for you to get into the groove of reading, standalones might be also an option. I mean, to be honest, in the fantasy and sci-fi world, it's hard to find standalones. 
because usually you have to build up the whole setting and either you've got one book that is like 1500 pages or you have got three that are like 500 so what really is the difference to be honest so yeah 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 but but i thought about all of this you know trying to ease you a bit into this new habit and I took the liberty, you can totally correct me on this, but I took the liberty to not include super romance heavy stories. <laughs> I don't know if you're into that. I don't know. If, if you want to, I can definitely also put together some recommendations that are more centered around romance. But <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah, like I, I thought it's probably really this whole Avengers and we've got a friendship, sci-fi, traveling, you know, the journey sort of. This was the vibe that I was trying to pull for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that was the right direction. But I do I do want to say that I was ready for anything. So if, if you did recommend, you know, Fifty Shades, even though I'd never watched it, never read it, I would read it if it was a recommendation. Okay. <laughs> if you prepared yourself for that... I'm very hopeful that you can you can be on board with what I recommend from here on. So Okay, sounds good. <laughs> the thing is that in some of the books there might be some romantic elements, to be honest. Sometimes you just can't avoid them. But it's not the the heaviest part of the story. Because believe me, these characters have got bigger problems. Which I personally love. When when it's just like a side thing that is like sort of soul burning because they actually have other problems that they have to handle first. So mm -hmm. I try to combine the prompts. So there's sometimes maybe something sci-fi and travel or comedy and travel, something like this. So I thought that here's a very, very nice list. I've got nine books for you that I can recommend. And I will start off with the first one, maybe for everyone who is listening to this, as you know, on my Instagram, I will always include a stories element about all the books that I mentioned on my podcast, because it's sort of like a new format where you just hear about the books. And actually, I can definitely recommend to listen to book podcasts for recommendations because you're not, you don't get a first opinion by the way a book cover looks. <laughs> Because, and as an avid reader, this is um, an opinion that I can stand behind. A book can definitely have a first impact on you by its cover. And there are some books that are incredible. Like, the writing is incredible. The world building is super. But, yeah, the, the cover, it's it's not conveying that. <laughs> Let's just put it again. I see, yeah. So, this podcasting, because you just, like, hone in on the whole content... I really, really love it because you don't get that distracted. So what I want to recommend to you, and I will send you the list later. And for everyone, you can see it all in my Instagram stories highlight called podcast is the Illuminate Files by Emmy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. These are actually Australian authors. Fun fact. It's not said in Australia, really? but fun fact here. Yeah. So what is the book about and why did I choose it for you? So... I wanted something that is easy to get into. So not simply just a book, but this book specifically and this series of books, because there's three out, tells its story through different types of media. So you've got military files in there. You've got surveillance cam transcripts. You've got excerpts from science book. You name it, anything. So you don't really have one page that it's just plain text. Like, you know it from a book. Everything is some sort of medium because these... 
It's called the Illuminae Files because it really feels like a folder of this mystery thing and this mystery story that happened. And these people put together all these different clues on on everything that makes this story happen, all these different sources. And you also get to see because of course they're military reports so some of these things are blacked out and you see oh, okay someone didn't want us to know this specific information and then later on through another source you might get a piece of information and you're like oh maybe this is what they blacked out because the military doesn't want us to know so so there's so much going on in your head and so, so overall this format the, the physical format of the book is very recommendable but also the audiobook for this one and I did it two ways I read it once and I read it like I listened to it an audiobook and they have got a full cast they've got the greatest sound effects because it's it's a sci-fi story and I will get into what it is wow. actually about in a second but I just wanted to give you a feeling that this I think would be an ideal starting point for someone who loves sci-fi but is just getting back into reading because it's so entertaining just to listen to these people I'm a big fan of of this franchise maybe you can hear it wow you so this is the one you recommend for, for audiobooks like to listen to yeah yeah yes definitely great i wrote that down and i, I have it i'm writing it in uh i have a pen in my hand everybody uh this is rare because i'm always typing so this is you know this is going on to paper right now i love it it's so it's so old school <laughs> There's a certain feeling to having a pen in your hand and writing it down. It, it feels very sophisticated. I can totally understand that choice. So what is this story about? Because I'm sure that you're very excited what it is about. So it is the year 2575. And Earth, as we know it, gets invaded. So in this future setting, there are two mega corporations that are at war over our planet. And we follow our main character, Katie, who has to flee with her ex-boyfriend. Yes, I said it. To a warship in order to get evacuated from Earth. Because why would you want to stay on it if it gets invaded? And on the ship, there is a plague that breaks out. And this plague is an airborne virus. So everyone who's like really triggered by like COVID things, it's an airborne virus, but uh -oh. like, of course it's not COVID, you know, but in general, like if that's something that triggers you, try to avoid it. Mm -hmm. But if, if you're fine with this, and I think with, when you are into sci-fi, generally you can handle these things. If you're into this, give it, give it a try because the book is just phenomenal. But on this ship, there's on the one hand this plague. So this is one of the problems that they have to handle. And, you know, the romance is not the biggest part. But, and this was this was so special about the series because you've got the artificial intelligence system of the ship and it starts to develop its own identity and it becomes more of an enemy than a helping hand. And you get a lot of protocols from the artificial intelligence where you really see how he starts to develop this yeah this personality of himself and how he questions everything you don't know if it's like technically a woman or technically a man because it's just like neutral in that part but you see so many variations on how you can think because he is not primed either by gender or by culture or anything he's just numbers so he does these choices that might seem totally logical but they might have a drastic impact on the people on the ship. So it is very, very, yeah, it, it's totally fascinating to 
read that from him. And I really love this book. So if you're not too triggered by the whole virus thing, definitely read it. And it is your classic sci-fi story spread through three books, like I said, but it is such a great format. Like really, if you pick one that you want to do to get into, pick this one because it's just phenomenal. Okay, I see. And that's Illuminary Files. Yeah, yeah, well, in Illuminate. <laughs> I will send it to you later, but the, the authors are Jay Kristoff okay. and Amy Kaufman. Got it. The second one, and this is why I went a bit into graphic novels, manga, etc. in the first place before, is because I want to recommend you the Saga graphic novel series by Brian K. Vaughan, who is the writer, and Fiona Staples, who is the illustrator. And if you, I, I would assume, I mean, I'm just assuming, you said that you read a lot of manga, a lot of graphic novels, etc. Uh -huh. But have you heard of this? Of, what's the title again? Saga. S-A-G-A. Oh, just Saga. Oh, no, I, I, I don't think so. Okay, great. Ha. No. Cool, because this was actually... This is actually kind of popular, like when you think about science fiction and graphic novels. So I was a bit scared, but great. If you don't know it, that's perfect. If you also don't go into it knowing too much. So I have yeah. not okay. read this entirely, but it is very high on my list. And it should also be very accessible for someone who's starting out with reading because it is like it has the visual aspect that you mentioned before. And it has crazy good reviews. Everyone I know who has read it loved it to bits. And I know that you like Marvel movies and WandaVision. So I hope this is not too big of a leap. But the story is very cool because right. you've got these two soldiers that are from opposite sides of a never-ending galactic war. So they like different species and these sides are at war. But these two individuals have a baby and they take it on themselves to try to build a better future for this child because it is very symbolic of these two races that should, you know, like after these centuries, like never-ending galactic war fighting, etc., they should finally stop to fight each other. And this this whole series is a great combination of, on the one hand, sci-fi, because of course it's set in space, and on the other hand, also fantasy. And it has, you know, a lot of intrigue, but also very funny moments. So everything that you sort of expect from wow. a journey through space. <laughs> yeah, that's a good recommendation. I'm, I'm hooked. I feel like uh, I'm going to enjoy these. Cool. Great. Great. Ha, it's going good so far. Great. So the third one, and this is one of the classics, and maybe you actually might have heard of this one because there's a movie coming out very soon. And this is something like, I mean, this is the classic thing. The book was better than the movie. That's what you always hear. So what I can definitely recommend is that if you have got feeling that a movie that is coming out might be something that you can really love that you read the book first at least the first one because usually when a movie comes out it's like the first book adaption and the one i want to recommend in this case is the dune series by frank herbert Ooh, dune <laughs> have you read this one already or heard about it here's the thing i have not i have not read this i've heard of it a long time ago it's it's an older series right yeah yeah 
I don't, I don't know. I, I might have tried. This was a younger Randy, so maybe a 30-year-old something Randy will get into this. Cool. The, the thing is, actually, I've heard a lot of people who tried it too young. I have to admit, like, one of the science fiction books that I could not get into because I think I was too young was Cloud Atlas. A lot of people say that Cloud Atlas is a fantastic book, and from just, like, reading about it I, I thought that it would totally be but there was some I don't know I couldn't get into it for some reason and sometimes that happens sometimes a book finds you in exactly the right moment and you're totally blown away by how perfect it fits and how how much it develops you too as a reader and sometimes a book just nah you don't click <laughs> it sometimes happens so I will I will just read the synopsis and try to reignite your appetite for the series because I think that when when you're potentially a bit older and yeah I, I think when you grow a bit older you can also appreciate the older series a bit more at least that's what happened to me so it is very high also on my to be read list like you said it's an older series it's one of like the classic science fiction series. There's six installments overall, so it's not as much as Harry Potter. So at least I stayed within within that sort of bracket that you gave me. <laughs> and yeah, right. I think I will read the official synopsis because I think it sounds super epic. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I could summarize it better than that. <laughs> so <laughs> give me a second, I will read it. So, okay. Set on the desert planet Arrakis, June is the story of a boy, Paul Atreides, heir to a noble family tasked with ruling an inhospitable world, where the only thing of value is the, in quotation marks, spice, <laughs> melange, a drug capable of extending life and enhancing consciousness. Coveted across the known universe, Melange is a price worth killing for. When House Atreides, so the family of the main character, is betrayed, the destruction of Paul's family will set the boy on a journey toward a destiny greater than he could have ever imagined. And as he evolves into the mysterious man known as Muad Dib, sorry, I probably butchered that name, but moving on, he will bring to fruition humankind's most ancient an unattainable dream. I mean, come on. It sounds epic. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. A young, when I read that, I don't think any of that processed in my mind. <laughs> I think I was in middle school. Okay. okay. So I don't know. If, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's yeah. probably too young. <laughs> right. But wow, this is only number three. This is crazy. I mean, <laughs> there's there's more. Wow, yeah. this is a, this is incredible. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode, friends. People on my on my podcast, I'm actually probably not used to this, <laughs> but I, I really really enjoy talking to you about this. Like this is because actually this is why I started my book podcast because I wanted to give recommendations and put bookish content out there. So you are basically fulfilling my dream mm -hmm. here, Randy. So. Thank you for that. <laughs> wow, I'm honored to be the, the first one, first of many, I believe, you know, to come on and get book re recommendations. So. so as you said, we have already covered three out of nine. So now we move on to number four, which is The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin. Now hear me out, everyone. Okay. I know that some people say that book awards 
are questionable. You know, when a lot of critics give out a certain award for a book, for some people might find it questionable for whatever reason. But I think that even they, the people who are, yeah, suspicious concerning book awards, when they hear what I have to say about this book series, they would be convinced because this series, and it is three books, all received the Yugo Award in the year it came out. For everyone who doesn't know who the Yugo Award is, it's this huge award for science fiction and fantasy. If you win the Yugo Award of the year in like best novel, you've made it in this genre. Like you're king for that year. Wow. And this N.K. Jemisin, the author, and thank you for explaining that for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a random part yeah. of information that is not so widely known, especially even if you are a reader, if you are not into the fantasy and science fiction genre, you don't know about this. So totally fine if you have never heard of the Yugo Award before. Okay, I didn't So know this author, N.K. Jemisin, <laughs> with the fifth season series, three books in three consecutive years, one best novel of the Yugo Award. So she broke all records. Wow. First of all, three consecutive years, which is unheard of. The entire series, which was unheard of. And like, it, it's totally crazy. Like she blew everyone's mind in this series. And it is totally outstanding. Everyone I have heard who loves science fiction or fantasy, they, they could not stop talking about this because apparently it's blowing everyone's minds. And I'm sorry, I'm fangirling over here, but I hope it the star catches. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is, this is, you're hooking me on these books. Uh, I, I feel like all these books I'm going to read these, these four, at least, you know what I mean? I'm in my mind. <laughs> Great. We, we can do a check in some point in the future and see what really made the actual. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I am happy that the preface to this book has already hooked you, but here's the actual content. So. We're on Earth this time, so not in the galaxy. We're on Earth, but Earth is dying. There's no sunlight, there's no clean water, you've got limited supplies, and of course, what happens when supplies are limited is that nations start to war over these. It's not power they're interested, it's not territory they're interested. They totally threw these overboard and because they've got one more pressing topic, which is to survive and to sustain their lives. So through this earth, which is in turmoil, we follow the main character called Esun. I suppose that's how you say her name, whose family is hit by like a giant tragedy and a brutal murder. And she now strives through the land in order to find her kidnapped daughter. And she is determined that in order to do that, she will not let anyone or any bit of thy motherland that she encounters get in her way. And this is, of course, like a very family-centric story. But what I've heard that the world building and the questions that are answered are, you know, they, they take what we know in our lives at the moment, in our earth at the moment, how nations make different choices also towards other nations for the reasons that I might have already mentioned, like, for example, territory or power. But these are totally not relevant anymore because there's another unifying need throughout the whole world and how this how this changes people and societies so there's so many important questions that are being asked and probably answered and from what i've heard it it, it just sounds 
it just sounds great. Like, I mean, there must be a reason why the, let's call them normal readers, as well as the critics, have nothing but great things to say about this series. I personally have not read it yet, but I don't know why. Like, you, th this is what I meant. When I put together this list, I was like, Marika, this is embarrassing. Why have you not read this? And because I know N.K. Jemisin, so I, I'm super fangirling about this, but because it's it sounds so epic, I'm a little bit hesitant and I'm like, wow, what if this is the best thing I ever read? What oh. will come after? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing when I was recording my podcast and uh, not to spoil anything, but uh, yeah, just I had the same feeling when I was recording my podcast and uh, one of the things I didn't do, uh, you know, on there. Spoiler. <laughs> so I, I already said I know N.K. Jemisin and the next book, number five, that I have to recommend is another one of her and it is called The City We Became and this I think will totally, on the one hand, because it has a travel element. For you, it's more a domestic travel because mm -hmm. it's set in New York. But I mean, you, you said that you also enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I think, you know, you know, it's tying, everything is tying into everything. Like, I think we will come full circle at the end of this episode. But so, the city we became. Okay, got it. One thing that I really had in mind because I was like, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not Australia. It's not Switzerland. Should I recommend this? And then I'm like, you know what? At this point, we take everything that we can get concerning travel, like domestic, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I did include New York, but I think that this will also be something that you're really into for the reason that I will tell you now. So in this world, every city has a soul so it depends on how big the city is and how many live there how many souls develop so to say how how the soul of the city develops and for new york there are five souls and each is representing one of the main new york areas so you've got the bronx you've got manhattan you've got brooklyn so there are these these characters the, these people these souls that represent the city and the essence of the areas of the city and the the very distinct differentiations between them because it's all one city but each has got a very different focus and of course you you might ask yourself yeah okay cool we've got all these different characters and they're very different but why do they come into play within this story so they have to fight a greater evil and they have to sort of rise to their status of being the protectors of the city because they represent it like no one else in the world mm -hmm. and i think that you will love this because it's basically like the avengers really wow <laughs> it's a group of people each with a very very set characteristic who needs to come together to fight a unifying evil because there, there is great banter between them i mean just imagine the bronx and manhattan like meeting like of course there will be great banter between these characters but because they have to work mm -hmm. together to protect the city that they came from and that they love they, and this will you know it will really take you on this journey of this friendship and people who actually live in new york and have lived there for several years and also have lived in the different areas they say that this book is like one of the greatest tributes that was ever written to the city 
because you know NK Jemison, like you know the the author clearly knows what she's doing. Right. So yeah, I really hope that the whole Avengers thing sort of hooked you on this one. Oh, I'm hooked. Yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to you know Captain America popping up in this book and you know meeting Ant Man again. And, so the sixth one, and to be honest, this was the part in the other episode that we did on Randy's podcast where I really thought, okay, if I'm very lucky, he might really enjoy the recommendations because on his podcast, he did a few episodes, I think it was two, about his his travels and his time abroad, especially in Japan. And these were the first episodes that I listened on his podcast. And when he said about, I don't know, an hour, two hours ago, that he loved the time in Tokyo and the way how he spoke about the city, I was like, okay, I, I think number six will probably be something that he will really enjoy. So the book is called Warcross by Marie Lu. And I picked this on the one hand because of science fiction and of course because of travel because I think it will sort of help you to reminisce maybe a bit about your time in Tokyo. So it is takes it takes place in Tokyo but in a futuristic Tokyo where a virtual reality game has taken over the world by storm. It was developed in Japan of course. This kind of stuff gets developed in Japan <laughs> and it takes over the world and now it is not just a game anymore. Oh my of course, there is the core, there's still the game, and there's world championships, etc. around it. But this whole virtual reality has started to become also augmented reality because people are walking around with these glasses and they see the augmented reality that is popping up in Tokyo. And because Tokyo was the birthplace of this, and it is by now so intertwined with the lives of the people everywhere around the globe, it is a form of payment. Like most of the business takes place there. So it's super, super integrated. And because it has such an important role, Tokyo is in itself has begun to adapt and make space for this very individual augmented reality that they know will take place in the visual space of most of the people who walk the streets of Tokyo. So in general, this is like, you know, you've got the sci-fi element, you've got Tokyo. And in this story, we follow an American hacker slash bounty hunter in this augmented virtual reality. Because, of course, when you've got a program that is so relevant in everyone's lives of course there is like a criminal underbelly developing it's it's almost natural to say that this will happen so she's a bounty hunter and her name is emika by the way right. and through her skill and basically an accident she captures the attention of the founder of the game who invites her to tokyo to help him find the person who threatens to break into the game and basically you know the, the game is really interwoven with everyone's life so if someone breaks in there they can do all sorts of mayhem everywhere around the world. So, of course, the developer really wants to, to prevent this. And he thinks that he can really use her skill in order to do that. And I will not go into more detail because then we will be in major spoiler territory. But Yeah, oh, I don't <laughs> like spoilers. So this is perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so it's called Wallcross. Is that right? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> And it's a two-book series. It's it's flying by very fast. So if you if you love 
science fiction, if you also love the gaming element and everything on there, and if you enjoy Tokyo, you will fly through it. It's it's great. And Marie Lu is also a fantastic writer. I have read quite a lot of her books, and I enjoyed each and every one. And each one was, like, for me, it went by super fast, and I could hardly put it down. So great recommendation from my side as well. Okay, sounds good. The next one, and this is where we sort of leave the science fiction territory that we've trotted upon quite a lot in the last few books. Now we will go really into the travel category because the next one I want to recommend is Down Under by Bill Bryson. And of course, Down Under, it's... Switzerland. It's taking Australia. <laughs> I was just joking. So it is taking place in Australia. And everyone who might not know Bill Bryson, he already has put a lot of books out and usually he goes to the country that he wants to write a book about. He lives there for a certain amount of time and then he writes a book about all of the little quirks that people might have there, but in a very funny way. So he is, I think, wait, I think he is British because he wrote one about America. So I think he probably is not American. I think he might be British. So he already did one about America and then he does this one for Australia and of course this is very depending on your personal taste because of course like if you don't like the comedic element that he puts in there maybe this is not for you so this is the one that I'm like the least proud of in my list so feel free to kick that out if you don't vibe with it but I think it will really tie into this whole Australian moment that you gave me I said before Switzerland is super hard like man I googled it for like an hour straight, I could not find a book that ties into one of your other prompts. <laughs> and I did not just want to pick a random book set in Switzerland. And I mean, I could recommend you several classics, some of them that I actually had to read for school. But as we covered before, probably not the greatest recommendation if I read that for school. So maybe we should probably steer far away from those ones so I'm, I'm sorry i don't have anything for switzerland but i at least i got tokyo new york and right. australia so i hope that's still okay now we move into the whole comedy section and i love that before you said that you also like brooklyn 99 because next book and like I, I took a note here to ask you that I hope that this is not too great of a leap, but now I know that it's not a leap at all because you basically like the show too, just as we enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's great. So the next book is centered around this whole Brooklyn Nine-Nine idea, and it's called Case Histories by Kate Atkinson. And I mean, I, I took the the office as inspiration and we will get to the office in a second. But what I did here is that I wanted to find a book that has a comedic element like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but does not really leave this realm of that they are actually solving crimes. For everyone who knows the series, they are actually supposed to solve crimes because they are the 99th precinct of the Brooklyn police force. So it is very funny and you know you love all the characters and their little quirks and how they interact and it's it, it's super funny. I can definitely recommend it but at the core and also at the core of most episodes there is some crime at the center. So Case Histories is also focusing 
on crimes and here she she takes the role of a private investigator in Cambridge in England so potentially also a little travel element and she uses mystery and thriller stories but also puts humor in there so like you have it in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and she yeah she really ties that in very nicely and so you've got on one side this very serious element and on the other hand the comedic relief which i think can help really really well and is also very entertaining i mean this is like mm -hmm. this is what we want from media in general whether it's a book a podcast an audiobook a movie whatever a series you want to be entertained in some way of course sometimes you watch something to have an entertainment maybe on a more emotional level like a drama for example but in the end it all comes down to entertainment and i think that this book could really do it for you because if you enjoy brooklyn 99 this is probably a great book okay case history yeah this is fa i would have never even you know considered it if it wasn't recommended so this is great to have a list like this I really tried to really give you a broad portfolio of all sorts of things that you can try with those prompts. And I think that also for my audience, this can really help you to realize that even if you just pick two, maybe maximum three things that you really, really like right now, there are so many different ways how you can combine those, how you can really create a list of nine books that are really amazing within their own little category. And you can really start to create your own little reading bubble that really puts you into a comfortable place. And then at some point, and this is also something that I recommend, is that when you found your comfy place in reading, it is always great to also branch out so that you can broaden your horizon. But of course, in order to broaden your horizon, you need to know where you're standing, you know what I mean? So yeah that's right that's right <laughs> i really hope that that this really shows you what you can do with just a little bit that you take from your life and there really is a book for everyone i'm very sure that if you just do a little research or ask around ask enough people at some point you will find a book that hooks you so much that you can't put it down i'm i'm a very firm believer of this so the last book the number nine that i want to present to you is correlating with The Office in okay. every possible way. It is actually called The Office by Andy Green. <laughs> so this whole book is the behind-the-scenes story around the famous TV show. Really? And how it was really like. So Andy Green is a writer for The Rolling Stone, and he gives insights on, for example, the series Origins on BBC and also behind the scenes, but he also really does a deep dive into some of the most beloved episodes and he gives backstory around all of this so if you are a real lover of the show you will definitely get a lot out of this book because it really something that i unfortunately discovered in the last month because before we were watching brooklyn 99 we watched another series which is called warrior i don't know if you've heard of that but it just is a two season series and unfortunately it was discontinued And it is set in San Francisco of the 1800s. And it is specifically following the Chinese yeah, workforce that was 
brought from China to San Francisco in order to, for example, build the cable car. And, you know, the oppression of these workers because they were foreign. And it really dives into this subculture that has built in San Francisco based on this history. And it was, mm -hmm. it was an amazing show, really. Like, it was one of the best things that I've watched in the last years. It was absolutely incredible. I loved it to bits and there were just two series and I was devastated when it was finished because it ended on a cliffhanger, which is the worst. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So I was researching for books, but I mean, the setting is so specific. 1800 San Francisco Chinese workforce. I mean, you know, there's just, there's not much that you can work with here, to be honest. But with The Office, uh -huh. you've got very different possibilities. And when you've got a series that is finished, but because it's so popular, you get a lot of content for it. You can either relive the best scenes from there or you can mentally like build the rest of the story for you with additional reading material so i think that if you really are into that show this could probably also be a great pick for you because then you just revisit everything and you're like ah yeah i know why i love this yeah I think that's a great recommendation and it's called The Office. So it's, <laughs> it's very, okay. It's very easy yeah. to remember. But a fun fact, uh, <laughs> you know, my name, Rainy California, that actually from The Office, you know, it's one of the, one of the episodes. Um, I liked it so much, you know, I wanted to, uh, <laughs> and also I thought it was funny at the time. So, and I still, I still stand by that. You know, and I, I'm sorry, I think I have to out myself in this context i've never even watched the office i'm sorry i think this is probably the moment oh. where i'm like walking out the door coming back in later immediately switching on whatever streaming service it is on and start to watch it because i'm so ashamed i you know i i, I don't blame you but i recommend it if you uh if you want and i recommend the american version um just mm -hmm. because i saw I didn't really. I can't really vouch for the the British one, but I'm sure it's good too. I mean, it's it started it, so yeah. This was also something that was very confusing to me because I didn't know that there were two, and I think I saw one version at some point, and then I think like two weeks later there was this other one. It was totally different. I was like, "What's happening?" It was just yeah. like two <laughs> weeks, but like, why? Why is this happening? So this was very confusing. The thing is. And this might potentially be something that has been holding me back <laughs> over the past years is that I actually work in an office when I'm not working from home. <laughs> so I'm afraid mm -hmm. that there might be too many parallels <laughs> that I don't want to see. I see. I see. Yeah. It's a little close to home. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. maybe the good thing is now I'm in home office. So I can... I can mentally detach myself yeah. from this maybe a little bit better. I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, things get normal again, that we get back to a certain normal routine. But uh, maybe I need to and really need to use the time that I still have left in order to, to really do this project. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the fact that, you know, it was it's easy for me to say it was really popular and I enjoyed it, but... You know, when it came back, when it when it was on Netflix, it, it just like a bunch of new people came and, you know, it kind of got like a revamp, I guess, of new followers. So, I mean, I, you know, it's good when you can hook like, you know, the next generation in. So.
this was my reading coaching session for Randy. It was so much fun, to be honest. I had high hopes, but it like it really it really blew my mind how well this worked out. I'm really really happy. It was it was sheer luck. Let's let's be honest. Let's call it at that. It was sheer luck that I happened to apparently hit your taste quite a bit. I'm taking a little credit for this for my research. Not gonna lie, I'm giving myself a little pat on the back here. But in general, I'm I'm very impressed with how much it actually fit. And I think it would definitely be worth that you give me a reading update at some point, I don't know, in a month or two, whether some books actually made it on your reading list. If you could incorporate anything that I recommended to you from, I don't know, reading 10 to 15 pages a day, reading 10 to 15 minutes whenever you've got the spare time, switching around the apps on your phone in order to give reading more of a priority, anything like that, it would be just awesome if you could share it with us. And I will also share it on the podcast because I'm very sure that by now the people on my podcast will be very interested in you because it has been so much fun talking to you. Mm -hmm. And I think the people really get also a good vibe of what type of content you might also do because it has got this very comedic, centric topic so yeah guys really really check out randy's podcast you will find it it's called random top five we said it before but i will say it again it's called random top five where he counts down a top five list every week you can find his podcast on apple podcasts spotify deezer google podcasts and also iHeartRadio. and you will find amazing guests that he talks about everything that comes to mind, everything weird that you can laugh about, basically. And there you will also hear me. I don't know. Have we talked about what we have actually done in your podcast? I'm not quite sure whether we did. So I will just repeat it here. What we did is that I, as you might know, as a follower of my podcast, I went to China for seven months. And there on my travels, I encountered quite a lot of weird food choices that I made. Let's put it at that. And I share my funny Chinese stories. And also Randy shares his funny, really Asian. Like he does not have a focus on one specific country, but he's got more of an overall view of Asian food. And it was so much fun. I think you can really hear it in our voices, how much fun we had yeah, during this collaboration. Absolutely. So definitely, definitely check him out. And Randy, do you have any famous last words that you want to tell to the audience of course the famous last words uh, <laughs> i yeah i'm gonna check out this number one first uh the files <laughs> I, I, I know i pronounced it wrong so i'm gonna say uh files uh, <laughs> with uh, the illuminate files <laughs> illuminate files uh, yeah perfect i'm gonna check out the audiobook great and at the same time, this is my plan. I'm gonna do that with the audiobook, and kind of at the same, um, you know, yeah, same time, I'm gonna check out Saga, the graphic novel, maybe before I fall asleep. <laughs> and the audiobook I'll listen to during the day. This is what I'm planning right now, and then Saga uh, as I'm falling asleep, like right before I go to bed. That sounds like yeah. an amazing plan. <laughs> um, and this was so fun to to be on this podcast, and thank you for coming on my podcast and doing this collab again, international collab. Uh, officially, mm -hmm. you know, we're international. I just like saying the word. <laughs> I'll say it again. International. <laughs> uh, thanks. Cool. So, okay, guys, let's wrap this episode up. I'm 
hopeful that you will enjoy once this episode comes out that you will enjoy this new type of episode content that i do and i hope that until then you will discover the words on your shelves and in your hearts bye bye bye